0: Welcome to The Demon Games, Volume 1, The Game of Man and Fallen Angels. This is Episode 14, Virgin. It's told from the perspective of lead demon Kaylee. It's January twentieth, 1997, Ellicott City, Maryland. Once again, Lucy drags me along on one of her mysterious visits to the surface. This time, she leads me to the bedroom of a young woman in suburbia, Maryland, We are in spirit mode and arrive just as Lily Parker finishes her evening prayers. She's praying aloud for her purpose to be revealed. As she finishes the prayer and stands, her mother, Deborah, calls from the first floor. Lily, the President's State of the Union address is about to begin. Lily opens her bedroom door so her parents can hear her over the downstairs television. Thanks, Mom, but I think I'm going to skip it. Her mother is standing at the bottom of the stairway looking disappointed. Lily's father, Bruce, pokes his head around the corner and joins the conversation. "'Sweetie, are you sure? This is likely to be the last presidential address before the November elections.' "'I know, Dad, but I just turned 18. These things really aren't that interesting to me.' "'Well, they certainly should be, darling. This is the first year you can vote. It would be great if you were familiar with President Clinton's position on the important issues. I'll read the transcripts at the library before I vote. I promise.' Lily flashes them a disarming smile. If it's okay with you, I'd rather go running. The dimples work like magic on her parents. They both smile and agree she can skip the presidential address. Lily returns to her bedroom and pulls her long brown hair into a high ponytail. She grabs her running shoes and heads down the stairs. At the doorway, she blows a kiss to her parents. They smile and wave goodbye, but clearly they are fixated on the president's address. Outside, Lily sits on the top step and pulls on her shoes. She takes a deep breath of the crisp January air. The weather in Ellicott City and nearby Washington, D.C. can be brutal this time of year, but at 55 degrees, tonight is perfect for running. Lucy begins to narrate Lily's story to me. Lily doesn't mind running in cooler temperatures if they do not drop below freezing and sting her lungs. She's a bit spoiled. She will decide to take the trail through Centennial Park, It's a perfect 2.4 miles. It's just enough to get her heart rate elevated to her goal zone for 20 minutes. Afterwards, she will follow the run with a warm bubble bath and fall right to sleep. Or so she thinks. Lucy winks at me. There's just one obstacle to running through Centennial Park. The park officially closes at dusk, so she will have to sneak in. It's a wooded trail she knows well. The park rangers are usually posted near the main front entrance or the back entrance. Though Lily is not sure why the government pays rangers to keep people out of the parks at night. I have heard her protest this policy with a friend. Rogue runners cannot be all that common, and for all that matter, all that dangerous. On the positive side, when the park is closed, Lily is free to run through the quiet stillness that makes her feel as if she is the only person on the planet. She can drift off with her thoughts and ease into a nice runner's high. Yes, she knows she is breaking the law. She reasons that it it is just a little law, and she is only breaking it for 20 minutes. Christians, right? Her parents would say otherwise, of course, so Lily keeps her late-night visits to Centennial Park to herself. Her parents are sticklers for following the rules, which is in direct conflict to their life choices. They are both Jewish by birth, but do not adhere to the Jewish religion. They raise Lily in the Christian faith. Talk about a double whammy of loser pedigree. Lucy follows her statement with a very sarcastic, ha. The Parkers here are also scientists working side by side on a top secret project involving germline editing and ethics. Lily knows germline is biology jargon for a human egg and sperm cell that come together to make an embryo, but she's not sure exactly what her parents do. They only give out information on a need-to-know basis, and apparently they felt that Lily does not need to know. When they first laid out the secret restrictions on their work-related information, they seemed to expect their daughter to be upset. Lily just shrugged her shoulders. On more than one occasion, she thought about telling her parents that teenagers don't really care what their parents do for a living, as long as it supports their desired lifestyle and, of course, status. She always thought better of it, though, and assured them she understood their need for secrecy. Well, now that designer baby ethics is the chosen debate topic for her school semester, Lily's apathy for her parents' work has ended. To collect data and give her an edge in the tournaments, Lily convinced her parents to allow her to shadow them at work during her winter break. In three days, she will be in the company's biology lab watching altered DNA cells become something really special. Even if the work bores her to death, she is sure it will look good on a job resume. Out of nowhere, Lucy goes into a full evil belly laugh. When she finishes, she looks at me quite seriously. Trust me, Kaylee, Miss Innocent here is not going to be needing a job resume. Lucy continues to laugh as she pulls me away to the park. Well, this ends episode 14, Virgin. One of the takeaways is her disinterest in politics at this young age of 18. And I was thinking about the generation today, not the one of the millennials, but the one that follows it, Gen Z, as we call it. And in our companies, they're referred to as the primaries. They are ages three to 23. And they do not seem to be following the pattern of millennials to be very politically involved. They do seem to be stepping back from involvement or interest at this point, much like Lily seems to have at the time of this story. But Given the conditions today, the youngest generation, Gen Z, and even the Millennials, just cannot um, have a casual attitude about what's happening in the world. There's so much activity going on between good and evil, that it has to be addressed, and we have to get involved. I'm thinking about our media today, news media and social media. They're omitting and they're blocking and censoring information, and we've certainly become more aware that there's a very strong movement to even rewrite some parts of history, world history and U.S. history, to accomplish goals. So this is something we'll be dealing with in in the uh, Demon Talk of Episode 14. We're going to have some people on to give us some discussion on the political end of what is happening and how much involvement is the right amount of involvement, especially for the young people in our world today. So we look forward to that discussion in Demon Talk, episode 14. And I also invite you to episode 15 of the Demon Games Stranger.